Welcome everyone to the Miss Art World podcast. I'm your host, Catherine, with my co-host, Samuel. What up, Art World? <laughs> uh, today, we have a really exciting guest. We have Christina. Hi, everyone. I'm the, the CEO at Scopio, which stands for Scope It Out, and it's a platform um, that has over 14,000 artists that submit and sell their work and get hired on their creative skills. Do they have to be uh, just photography or can it be any type of art? It's any type of art. We started off in photography. And then once we saw how talented everybody was, we realized that everybody was photography and something. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to know what they were. So when they uploaded, so when they signed up and they uploaded on their profile, we said, what are your skills? So you can put, you know, 2D, 3D illustrations, graphics, vectors, video, music, um, we're even doing physical installations now with some artists. Oh, you are. How's and, that working? And NFTs. We have a few NFT projects running. Uh, it's great. I mean, I think people's skill sets and people are changing so much and everybody's becoming more creative. So we want to give them the opportunity and not really like peg them into a hole um, with that. But how's the in-person thing work? These so we're, so we found this really great, for one of uh, our projects, we have this really great young artist, young female artist in LA. So I think most businesses come to us because they want somebody undiscovered, somebody that nobody knows about, um, whether it's here or in 150 countries that are on our platform. In this case, we, we picked this young, really talented female artist, and she's creating a whole world um, at an event for all of the attendees. So we, you know, we hired a, a fabrication company. She came up with all the designs and um, then that like 200 people are going to be able to enjoy that over two day period. Oh, nice. And then, okay. uh, if an artist wants to become part of uh, Scope It Out, do they just go to the website and then sign up? Or is there like a, uh, an actual process to be like become a member? So I want everyone on, in the world to be on the site. Like if you have one talented thing that you want to distribute, Scopio is the place that you can do that. Uh, it takes less than three minutes to upload. I always joke, like if my mom can do it, anyone can do it. So you, you sign up, you upload your images, basically just images. And then it says, what are your skills? You add your skills. And then those images start to earn money. People can buy those um, and download them. And then you can, they can also search for you. So if they want, you know, a photographer in Alabama or an illustrator in Nigeria, they can uh, filter and they can find those people. And Scopio often helps manage those projects. Um, so we can make sure you get that result that you want. But I think like talent is really everywhere. And the problem is the gates have been so high for so many people. And it's like, where do I start? And everything is so expensive. So you don't pay anything when you upload to, to Scopio. In fact, you make money and you can also make crypto in addition to money. So you can get paid on PayPal or you can get paid um, in Solana. So we're the first to do that. And that has been good because people have been actually earning money through that more than they would just get their earnings through Scopio. So they're actually like getting more of an investment there, which, which I really love. Um, and people seem to be interested in, especially when they're like in a country that like doesn't accept PayPal. The last couple of questions about Scope It Out. Um, how did it get started? Um, so I started it 10 years pulling images off of Twitter, believe it or not. I thought these photos are so amazing. Why are they going on Twitter? It was before Instagram basically got popular. 
And I would think, why are they just sitting there? And then the next day you can never find them again. Like mm -hmm. if you search your hardest, you could not find that the next day or two days later, or three days later. And so we're kind of just like taking all of our best assets and putting them into these social media platforms and like they could disappear one day and then all of our stuff is gone. So, so I thought that's not, that's not great. And they can't even distrib get distributed. So while we look at like websites that have like the cheesy girl e eating the salad, we have this wealth of imagery like on social media, but it's just not getting across like outside of Twitter, Instagram, all of these platforms. So I wanted to create Scopio sets for Scope It Out as a fishing net for the world's content. And it's basically anyone could come and then read and then distribute our work. And we'd get all the rights. You keep your copyright owner. Uh, it's non-exclusive. Like it's really in favor of you, but you don't need to know any of those terms. You just need mm -hmm. to know like that you, you want to uh, like sell that work and you want people to see you. So we made it super easy like very dumbed down. And then the, talk a little bit about the system when they put it up. Cause I know there's a big difference from other websites that actually had the artist do all the back work, like tagging and putting in all the keywords. Um, and I know you use like an AI system. Yeah, I, AI is never perfect and it's like always evolving. But I wanted, again, like back to the whole, like your mom or like, some you, you, people don't know how to be a stock photographer and nobody even likes that term anymore. So I was like, the main issue with that is titling and tagging and the model release thing. So in every little piece, I was like, let me just automate it. And then if people really do care or want to get into that technical stuff, they can go back and they can add information and we can review it. But once you upload, we actually take you through automatically tag and title your images and put them up on the website. So you don't have to do any of that. And that's how you can upload in three minutes. Um, and, it, and it works like 90 plus percent of the time. I know you're coming out with a book, The Year Time Stopped. Yes. How did that get started? Um, so remember how I was telling you how I was pulling images off Twitter um, and trying to save them and, and sell them. And I was selling them to like news outlets like Thomson Reuters and Associated Press. And then I kind of like felt like a failure because I didn't own the rights to them. So you need all those forms. You need all that stuff. So finally, I created a system on Scopio where people can upload them and we can get all that information. So during 2020, so people are uploading their photos, but then they're adding these stories. They're not like captions. They're actual stories of people. So we were like reading them and we were like, this is insane. I mean... So the story portion wasn't planned. It was already something the artist was adding. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I wanted to be like, just tell us more about this kind of. And so people got really elaborate with, uh, with it and they would like spill their heart out. And I was like, why do I want to cry? Like all of 2020, I was reading them. I was like, oh my God, this makes me want to cry. This makes me want to cry. This is the coolest pattern I've ever seen. Or um, like things that would make me laugh that would never happen again. And like, look at these fun ones. So, so I was like, <laughs> so I always, so I wanted to do something more with them. And then luckily um, Harper Collins is one of my customers. I have 25,000 businesses that download photos from my site and hire artists. They were using them for some of their books, pictures, like, like not even like significant ones, like pictures of like sunsets and people and things that, whatever. And I was telling them, you have to read some of these stories that I'm getting, just, just like having a chat with them. 
And uh, they were like, you know, we should publish this. So I thought they just like wanted some pictures and they were going to publish it. But they were like, no, we want you because you know this better than anyone else. You write it and you do the whole thing. And I was like, really? And they said, yes. And that, so we started that November, 2020, and we've been working on it for two years and it's finally done June 21st. Nice. It's 200 photos that make yeah. the book, right? Yes. And what I really enjoyed um, looking through it is that each photographer and their location is listed at the bottom because even like the cover photo, which is uh, of a web, um, subway system being clean, I thought that was New York. And then when I found the page within the book, it was Turkey. And yeah. so that was really, I thought, um, a nice way to know that the whole world is going through the same thing and to actually see that in images was really powerful. Yeah, and you can really, I mean, in the top left, you can see it's written in Turkish and nobody realizes that when mm -hmm. they're looking at the and they're looking at the page. And that's basically every page. When you open it, you're going to learn something new. I still look at pictures or stories and I learn something new. And I've been doing this for two years. Like that's how much content is in uh, or on these pages. Yeah, there is one that I flipped to that is just um, a girl's face. Um, and then she has the um, suntan line around the mask. And yeah. I just enjoyed that image so much because we're in LA and then I looked down and she's, or the photographer uh, took the photo in LA and I'm like, okay, that totally makes sense. But um, yeah, that's yeah. one of my favorite, that's one of my favorite ones. And I'm like, this belong that one, I was like, this belongs in a museum because it's so creative and it reminded me of Mona Lisa. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> just her slight I saw that all over the place teaching or tutoring kids when they would they would come in and, and take their mask off. You could see the huge uh, mark around their face just from a couple of days in the sun. Yeah, and this one, the smirk she gave was because um, she missed prom, like she was missing prom that year. So she oh. has this like sad kind of face, melancholy, like Mona Lisa style. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's how it came out so well. Um, what else did you like? What other what other pictures? Um, so I don't know if you could see, but I marked I started oh. marking the ones that I liked, and then thought that it was just going to be way too many. <laughs> I love to hear that. I hope everybody says that. But there's just some really powerful ones. There's one of a child getting tested. That yeah. I had a COVID baby, so uh, uh, he had to get tested several times, and that was just heartbreaking. Um, the toilet paper is gold. I think everyone can relate to yeah. uh, that one. I love that one too. The one with the dog with all of his. Oh, with all the shields. Was great. I just loved the way that it was um, set up too, where you can really follow the story or the timeline. And really you broke this down lovely into parts and themes where you really like encompassed, I think what we were all feeling in certain time periods like the tipping point where we, we were talking about just social justice and kind of things that were happening within the world within a pandemic yeah I mean curate like as you know curating topics is so it's so hard it's and it's like you could have so like we have a million images plus on the website I mean we have tons of different stories 
we had to pick just 200 for this. So like they had to pass this kind of test. And the only way to do that is through picking subjects and really sticking to them. So I think like as a creative exercise, that was really important for me to learn how to do that because then you have one complete story. Like I was listening to this thing that like Beyonce was saying and she said, nobody makes albums anymore. They just drop singles and they get burnt out and they go to the next one. And I was like, that's kind of like similar to this. Like these images could just be with all the other images on the website, but instead we put them in a specific form and now you're able to like really understand that subject. So. I th think that is a really good lesson for people that kind of feel lost if they're all over the place, like trying to make art. That is a very uh, good quote from Beyonce. <laughs> How did you decide on where to end? Um, I know that you ended on future, but that could just go on forever. Like what, when yeah. did you know, like, this is the end of the book. We need to stop here at 200. Well, we had a thing with our publisher. They were like, COVID's not over because when we started, we started working on this in 2020, then 2021, it dragged out too. Mm -hmm. And so they were like, let's just keep, keep it going through 2021. And I was like, that's when I decided, I was like, you know what? 2020 was so weird that I'm gonna stop at 2020. I'm not gonna take even January of 2021. Mm -hmm. And that is the way I'm gonna stop it because you start in the beginning of the year at Christmas, mm -hmm. uh, Orthodox Christmas, and then you go all the way, January 7th, and then you go all the way to the social movements, and that's basically towards the end of the year. They weren't, they're not chronological in terms of like the months, but they're kind of like take you through that from alone to together. So mm -hmm. when people started like marching in the streets, when environmental reform, like there were huge fires that you can see in the book, explosions, then you see the protests, then you see, like a lot of people dying and like, um, so it, it doesn't end on like the happiest note, but it ends in 2020. Did you have to go and ask some of the artists to redo any of their stories or just make them more clear? Yeah, and, and like, honestly, advice for artists, if you wanna get noticed, spend a lot, most of your time on the storytelling aspect because some pictures that got in the book I went back like recently and I was like, we missed some really good ones because their stories were not complete. Mm -hmm. And I think I would have changed, we would have changed our mind if those people had better stories. But for some of these people, we, we did go back and we're like, this seems like it's like, can you elaborate more? But it had to be more casual for us to get it. Cause it was like too much pressure to say like, go make this kind of like fit for a book, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like that that's the thing it's like kind of like a like a like a dance that you need to do to make sure everyone feels comfortable but that you're still getting so you're kind of like a journalist in that way and I didn't expect us to have to be like that um, but it really makes the difference when you go that extra mile mm -hmm. in the like in the way they're setting up the story in the way that they're finishing it for you um, and that bringing out sometimes people are shy to bring out their emotions so they don't fully do that. And we want to kind of make you cry and laugh and everything through the book. So yeah, it was a lot of work. It like, took probably a year to finish all the captions. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite story or image that really just connects with you? I know that's probably a really difficult question. You know, it's so funny because the ones you brought up are my favorite. I even blew them up. 
Um, I have them in my house, those two. I have, this is gold and the Mona Lisa one. Mm -hmm. um, I blew them up from how much I love them. Um, and I think that they're gonna really be memorable. The thing is I interviewed all of them. We put all of their interviews up on um, the Authentic Photographer podcast. And, and this will, episode will also be there. And so we created an, like basically an audio visual capsule where we are interviewing them like this. They're reading the story from their page. So I got to know them and it was so hard after that because I'm like, wow, you're such an amazing person. You know, when they're telling you like they're in Moscow and they're getting like thrown up against a police car um, oh, and wow. taking the picture, it's like, you're like, wow. Um, so I think like if you listen to some of those stories or if you like some of these pictures, you should listen to the stories on our YouTube channel, our podcast, and it will bring it more to life for you. Well, were you able to sit down with all of them and have them recorded that way or just some of them? I think we got like almost everybody. Oh, that's cool. That's so yeah. Cool. That's great. It, it's, it's so much and it's hard because um, we have 102 cities. And so there not many people speak English. So either they had to bring a friend to translate or um, we had to like try really hard to get that out. But English is, and you can even see in the book, some of them we kept like a little misspelled and like we didn't fix it up because we wanted you to hear it from their accent. Okay. <laughs> and then and from start to finish, I know you said it took like two years, but mm -hmm. was that like, working seven days a week like 20 hours a day or how how much did you pour your heart and soul into it well I mean I run a business and we work with like we have projects constantly running and then we have all the subscribers on the website so in total I manage like 25,000 businesses then we have the 14,000 artists that upload to the site so that's already like a full-time job mm -hmm. um, and then we're building an app also which will be out in July Right now, everything is desktop, but finally the app, you'll be able to upload your photos directly from your phone and you, you also get hiring opportunities in the app. So it's, it's like a, amazing. And 10 years ago when I started, I thought I was going to build an app and I never had enough money. So the fact that it took me 10 years to like have enough money and resources to build this app, I'm so excited about it. And I think people are going to like love it instead of having to log in online. Like I wouldn't want to do that. And we've been making people do that. So that has been taking up a lot of time. And then the book is kind of like every spare minute, like we would be sitting on Instagram, finding a picture, messaging someone, or we'd be looking through the site and curating. Um, so it was kind of like as we went on and we had a team helping us with it, like an editor um, and then a photo curator. And then my business partner, who's the chief creative, she would go through a lot. But it's kind of like one of those things when you write a book, you're like friends, your family, whoever listens, like everyone kind of helps you. Yeah. Uh, like, can you read this for a second? Like, can you tell me, does this paragraph make sense? And uh, that's kind of how we went through it. It's just a bunch of words that you put on paper really. And then you like fix it up. Mm -hmm. But I think people don't think it's so much more than that, but it's really just like putting it together and it looks like horrible. And then it starts to look better, starts to look better, starts to look better. And then you have a final product in the end. Where can they find the book if someone wants to buy it? So it's called The Year Time Stopped, The Global Pandemic in Photos. Um, it is on all major retailers, uh, Amazon, Walmart, Target, Barnes and Nobles, 
um, and at your local bookstore. If you do purchase it, please write a review and support these really talented people and uh, help elevate their voices. And you can find us on Instagram at Scopio Images. And you're having a book launch uh, June 20th. Can you talk about that? I know that's a full day of um, virtual festival launch that you're doing for it. Yeah, so we have a few events. If you go to our Instagram, you can see our event calendar. The 20th, we're starting off with a virtual festival on Twitter. Um, mainly it will go with an award ceremony at the end. We're giving away our first social impact award. Um, so we'll be giving an award that will be an NFT uh, on Scopio's website. We'll be doing a giveaway for thousands of NFTs on the site. To, like in all of this, I forgot to mention, we're, launch, we're fully launching the NFT site this month. It's been in beta since January and people can purchase NFTs, but they can't sell them. So now they can actually sell them too on the site. So we'll be doing a big giveaway with that. We have photo journalists, we have NFT artists, like, like really incredible NFT artists like Flower Girls, which is one of the biggest female founded projects. Um, and Julie um, Pacino um, with Keepers of the Inn who also had a really successful photography project. So basically the idea is I wanna funnel, I want help to these really great people to funnel information down to like the average person that doesn't know how to start. They don't know why these people are so successful. And I think that's a lot of the work I do at Scopio is to show people like, it's not that hard if you know, if you have access to that information or you can kind of like talk with these people that are successful. So that's the idea for the festival. And then if you're in New York, the 26th, 22nd and 27th, we'll also have a gallery and um, event at a bookstore so you're more than welcome to come oh nice that's wonderful i i the can't wait event in new york do you have any of the artists attending if they're local or yeah they'll be doing they're attending both events the local artists and they're doing signings of the book on their page and we also have prints for sale for them so uh, they'll be they'll be talking about their work. We have all their recordings also that will be up for display, and uh, hopefully it will be a great event. I'm excited we can even do an event. I'm like, this is the first event we've probably ever thrown at Scopio. So, well, that's amazing. Because <laughs> you said you've been doing it for ten years. Yeah. Yeah, to be able to grow and continue to grow is really a, a cool thing for a business. Yeah, you never know which way you're going to grow. Like I didn't know I was going to do a book so you just have to be open to it uh what's your background um I don't have like a special background I I when I was little I wanted to become like secretary of state so I went and studied <laughs> politics at uh, in DC I went to George Washington University and I, I went to the Elliott School I did international affairs um, and then when I was there, I actually like really liked Facebook groups. And I wrote a lot of papers about how Facebook groups would change society because people could join together. Everyone was like, this girl's weird. And then I kind of like kept thinking about that kind of stuff. I went then, uh, so I was like, I'm not done with this idea. I think there's something really there in social media. Um, and it's so interesting. And so I ended up going, did my master's at Columbia University in New York with this, that was like my idea. And when I was there, I decided to focus on the photo side of it. And I thought, I wanna save these photos. And I didn't know anything about technology. So I would literally just go to like engineering clubs and stuff and hang out with like 18 year old 
engineers and be like, can you teach me how to code? Like, I don't know, how do you build a thing? And I just like kept kind of hang, like you, like you just kept kind of keep hanging around in those groups and then you kind of figure your way through. So um, it was like a long road for me, but I ended up making a little progress along the way um, from that. And I ended up meeting my business partner who had, who has a background in design and um, photography. So she helped a lot. Oh, nice. I was going to ask you if you uh, take photos at all, if you dabble in photography, but it doesn't sound like it. Well, I just bought a drone and I've been having fun with that. Very cool. So, uh, yeah, that's fun. Is it the one where you actually have to like fly it around or you attach yeah. it and like spins around you? It's like a pretty fancy one. It, um, it goes, it goes like a mile. Oh, wow. Away. Yeah. And, uh, and you can fly it most places in common LA. You can fly it most places, but um, it can go even a mile up. Oh, that's cool. I get some really cool shots. I know I need, I need to figure out someone that can help me edit. So I can't do that, but. That's can you, um, I, when I was researching you, um, you talked a lot about being a woman in tech. Um, can you talk a little bit about that kind of the road blocks or challenges that you face and if you have any advice for women in that industry as well? Yeah, I mean, you're like, I think everyone has their own unique experience. I think a lot of times people give you all the information that you don't like need to know. So they'll say, you know, only like 2% of women have ever received venture funding or like 2% of women ever make more than a million dollars in revenue in America or like just like things like that. And you're like, oh, there's no way I can do that, you know? And it's like constantly like as you're on your way up, people kind of, and like structures telling you that there's no way that you're going to get this. So I think those, that was really hard to deal with because I was, um, I was lucky, as I mentioned, I started at Columbia, one of the most prestigious universities in the world. And I saw all of my friends that were in my groups su completely succeed before me. And then I would, I got into 500 startups, also number one accelerator. I would see all the guys succeed before me. And I, then I was like, this is like, I'm just as talented. I'm just as smart. I have, I went to all the same schools you did. Like, why am I taking longer in this process? It's not fair. So I think, and then it's like that information is getting fed to you. So I think staying through that part was, is the hardest for people when you're like, why is that kind of cut that comparison issue? But then when you stop comparing people, like, especially now with the book, I'm like, so many people are like, I wish I could be an author, you know? And then other people are like, I wish I had raised, uh, make a hundred million dollars a year, you know? So like the grass is always greener. Mm -hmm. You have to just like stay on your path and like not listen, like not think it looks like everyone else's mm -hmm. path, you know? So, um, so that's like what let me kind of just keep going and get through it is just like stop comparing and looking around you and just focusing on your work that you have. But it takes it a lot of work. It sounds like you're able to pivot too. So a lot yeah. of, I feel like a lot of people get stuck and it has to be this way. And when you came up to a dead end, you kind of went up and then pivoted to something new or got a new idea and ran with it. Yeah, you have to keep like talking, like, like we're having this conversation we've never met, but like I'm learning 
from this conversation. And I think the more conversations you have, the more you know like where you're gonna fit in that space. Mm -hmm. And so if you do need to pivot, you'll be ready because you've already met a lot of people and you've learned a lot. So you know that that's the right decision. But a lot of people don't know if it's the right because they don't have like that pulse on the whatever they're trying to work within, you know? Mm -hmm. So you need to have that pulse and you need to listen to what other people are saying. Like for right now, everyone's talking about NFTs. I don't know if the standard licensing model is going to work anymore in the new era. Right now, there's like a light, a seller like us that takes a percentage and the photographer takes the percentage. And that's how it's worked for the last hundred years. In the future, they're saying that's not going to work anymore. And nobody's really listening to that. I decided, okay, I think that's a better model because you just get the platform fee and we don't have to hold your money so mm -hmm. i'm gonna try it if it doesn't work okay and if it's a fad okay but it's actually a better structure for the people i'm trying to serve so i think that's where that's why you need to be more nimble in that um and be able to pivot but that means you have to keep your costs pretty low so yeah. you need to be able to because it because sometimes i start scaling really fast and then i'm like oh my god like i you can't control it at that point so you need to make sure that you can control all of like the different aspects of your business, your uh, like you just even your servers alone, or um, you know the, your payroll, or there's a million different ways in which you kind of get stuck as a business owner. I have a this might be a completely off base question, but Katie and I have talked about NFTs a lot. Like that was one of the uh, couple podcasts ago. And yeah. uh, how do you how are you going to keep the uh, URL for the, like from the artist to always be the same from what the code, the person bought with the NFT. Cause I know from like reading certain articles on like open and even having it done to myself where you would buy something and then the artist will change that NFT to be something different. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not the, what you bought, but you did only buy the code that's connected to that URL. How are you going to keep it as the actual image of or photograph of what they bought? Yeah. So, I mean, OpenSea has like 80% fakes. So people will go download from like Unsplash or Pexels or something, and then they'll re-upload them there. And then OpenSea has to like shut them down. And that's like a lot of them are facing that because they're not getting the license. So when you upload on Scope, you're saying, I am the copyright owner. I took this photo and it's my liability something happens that's one good step people can do like you have to while you're uploading you have to tell them like this is mine original work um and then when the thing is with recreation of artwork it's technically allowed on social media from this thing called the digital millennial copyright act dm I think it's called dmca yeah dmca which basically means we can share people's work on social media and that's legal so I can share a picture of Kendall Jenner and Kendall Jenner can't sue me because it's on social media, but I can't put Kendall Jenner on my shirt and sell that on a store. I'll get sued. Mm -hmm. So there is like uh, an issue with that where photographers feel like, like what is it? Board AP Yacht Club or one of those big projects that are millions and millions of dollars. Those are all made from um, Adobe stock photos that they downloaded and they, there's like hundreds of them. Like, I think it's called boarding yeah, Club. There's like hundreds of little tiny photos that they created into something else, but that's totally legal. Oh, is it? Yeah, because it's not, it's a work of art and it's mm -hmm. not, 
it's, so it's recreated into a work of art that's significantly different. Hmm. So I think it just, it's, I think if I was like, I don't think people should be upset with that. I think they need to find new ways to innovate on their own work. And then also, yeah, so I think it's innovation. The raw image itself, even in this book, I'm telling, like the photo is interesting, but I think the story is what makes it valuable. Mm-hmm. So you really need to like bring out whatever you're working on and then also make sure you're not, and then make sure you can uh, have like websites where your work is, or if something's really important, then make that exclusive and don't share that. So you have to kind of vault what you want the world to use and not. Well, great. Thank you so much for speaking with us today. Can you share again where people can find you and find the book? Yes. Um, So you can find the year time stopped on Amazon, Walmart, Target, Barnes and Nobles, all major retailers. Shop local at your bookstore if you can. If you buy, please write us a review. It will really help um, bring these voices to life. And you can find us on at Scopio Images and on all the platforms, we'd love to hear from you. If you're an artist and you want to upload your work and see how it goes, you just go to scop.io and you can upload in less than three minutes and join the community. Wonderful. Thank you everyone for listening. As always, you can keep up to date with us on uh, missartworld.com or on Instagram at missartworld. Samuel, do you have any plugs? Um, Stop buying uh, lifeguards from me because we're sold out. So (laughs) you're not uh, open for business. Not open for business. We're closed. Doesn't sound like a good businessman. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much. Great. Thank you. Bye. Bye.